Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening everyone, welcome to this week's Snugcast. I'm your co-host DJ Walsh and we're joined here tonight in Grady's Yard by Owen Tab and a very special guest, Alan McGuire from the Juvenalia podcast. And uh, before I bring you guys in, I just want to quick little uh, chat about something magical that happened in the Snugcast this week. So, last week we set up our Patreon and we set it on the podcast and we released it on social media. I expect an absolutely nobody to bite. But tonight's podcast is brought to you by the one, the only, Mark Preston. Mark, thanks a million for being the first person to sign up to Snowcast Patreon. You have no idea how happy it's made us. Small contributions once a month, like they just mean a word to uh, artists like ourselves who are trying to uh, produce content. And thanks a million, Matt. Fucking brilliant. This podcast dedicated to you. Actually, this point, I think he's bought kind of this point here for me, so I will take this point. Oh, yeah. well, I actually paid for it. So, Matt, if you could just send the money to me, don't mind <laughs> that fucker next to me. Uh, we're here, we're in Grady's Yard tonight, as you might have seen on uh, social media. Uh, Grady's Yard, as ever, we come here fairly regularly. Regular listeners of the podcast, we know we absolutely love the place. And I had a lovely chat with the bar staff and Owen, they have a fine section of taps. Yeah, so. Um like the, the usual 10 yellow belly taps you, actually DJ you put up on Instagram there today you had a, 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 a little poll as to what do you what, what do you want the fans for you to drink tonight yeah well more on that later I, I will reveal the results in podcast form um, so we'll see what people voted for oh sorry a little quite interesting. sorry sorry the Tupac in the background as well I'm feeling very uh I'm actually feeling it. About seven o'clock there, I'd know mine for Anton. Uh, I was on a farm. I was after a hard day's work and a day job. Something on the farm. 
knee deep and cow shit but I'm fucking feeling it now with a bit of Tupac and a pint and a third in me cow side would put a bit of a lip on you cow side would make it thirsty yeah. so uh, we're here tonight and our guest tonight Alan McGuire you are very welcome to the Snowcast we are delighted to have you on co-host of the Juvenilia podcast thank you so much I'm delighted to be here uh, I'm drinking on Thursday which is just an absolute treat it's, it is, um, it never it's, a bad thing it's very good I haven't done it in a while I'm um, hoping it's as good for my head We'll see. It's yeah, good beer. listen. Because it, beer in Grady, never been here in Grady's before, actually. Oh, it's my first time. It's a very nice place. Brilliant. Yeah. Let's yeah. take your first impression, so. First impression of Grady's? Yeah. Very nice wood everywhere. Yeah. It's a very good shade of wood. Yeah, he's, he's talking about the decor now, yeah. not me and Owen. <laughs> <laughs> they, I can confirm that Owen and DJ are flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a nice cage thing going on here, which is. Adds a nice kind of a uh, kind of Wolverine kind of like a kind of yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like it. I like it's it. Nice. It's just very the color scheme. Yeah. is just a, it's a good one. And you've got Hammer. the you've got the Hugh Jackman beard going on as well. Like you know. I've got a beard going. Never heard described the Hugh Jackman beard before. Um, are either of you going to see Hugh Jackman live? Uh, no arena? singing. In yeah. Three, yeah. No. How's that? How's that tree tree sold out nights? I don't know. Oh, Hugh well, Jackman. I'll put it this with you. Oh, and your fiance Kira is big into musicals. Musicals plus a body like Hugh Jackman's. Like, if I was a woman of eligible age, I would be going to see Hugh Jackman in a musical. I'm not, so I'm not. I'm just putting if out there. If you to like, like fuck up some dudes with some claws. Oh in, yeah. In between bits of the is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can you swear on this? Are like, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. I'm we're sorry. very we're in the pub. I hate when, <laughs> like I hate when people ask that on podcasts because of course you can. Like it's like. It's a, we, we'll cut out, content. We cut out you asking. Save it for the Patreons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exclusive, exclusive content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, exclusive absolutely. Um, yeah, here in Grady's Yard, like, the, 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 the thing, I'm not sure if you know this about Grady's Yard, Alan, it's actually the manager and the team of Yellow Valley and the team here in Grady's Yard put this whole place together by salvage and stuff from scrapyards. Oh, really? So, like, the, the table that we're drinking pints off right now, through glasses, I would add, uh, was, like, an old pallet, and... Um, this door that you're sitting next to with this wall uh, it was actually a door that they recovered you can see actually some of the glass is missing yeah. so they've de- it's, it's, it's amazing decorated all themselves like that's an old like an actual container yeah like that's just as is the kitchen I'm in love with this place oh, oh like, like it's, yeah. uh, it's a very good condition to walk yeah. Yeah. Con- yeah. considering uh, it's only open since September there's an awful lot of character and rustic feel to it oh yeah totally it feels yeah. like absolutely like parts of the fabric Absolutely. Like, oh, here, yeah. uh, which, uh, listen, if, if nothing becomes of this podcast, at least we've introduced you to Grady's Yard. <laughs> yeah, I finally have a third place to go and watch. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other two? Uh, Downs's and Jeff's. And probably Grimes as well, actually. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we love Grimes. It's, it's a very similar wood situation. For yeah, 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 we're, big, yeah. we're big fans of the trees here. Like, you know, uh, I, I, I will say this much. We've never recorded a podcast in Downs, but we're both big fans of the pub. We'll have to go to Downs as soon and record a podcast. Yeah, so, Alan, the next time, if, if by the end of this you're willing to come back on the snowcast, we go to Downs for a pint in a couple of weeks, couple, maybe a month or two, and we'll, we'll talk some shit over a pint. I thought you said a couple of weeds. I was like, wait, I, I don't think that's a phrase for like smoking weed. Like, let's go for a couple of weeds. 420 was last week. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so, uh, Basically, Alan, you're, you're also relatively new to the Snowcast. So the first section of the Snowcast is, what are you drinking tonight? That's our intro. Um, so, Owen, I'm going to come to you first with this. What are you drinking tonight? Um, so I'm on a Yellow Belly Witness Protection. Whoa. Great name for a wit beer or a wheat beer. 
Um, yeah, it's it's nice. Uh, sounds Belgian. Proper sounds proper Belgian. Um, yeah, it's really nice. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like a like well classic kind of wheat berry taste off of it, but a little kind of like sour bit off yeah. at the end of it. Like I, really, I, I like it. Like. Pure, pure cloud, like pure cloud in the glass. Pure cloud, yeah, pure cloud. You, you were saying uh, you, you were getting really into the malls there a few weeks ago. Um, Are you feeling a bit? Yeah, you feeling yeah. a bit wheezy now. Um, no, I don't know. I think I kind of like the classic with the old yellow belly beers is they have class names. Yeah. So, so like, the name drew you. Yeah, witness protection, like. And um, I also asked like what's new on top here and they just said that so I tried it, went for it. Basically with the top Glen was standing in front of um, Probably. Probably, yeah. There was few there's they've few new guesties and stuff as well in, so yeah. yeah. Ah fuck it. I loved it. So before we come on here, obviously we always have a point with our guests and have a little chat with them, try and get to know them. Especially like Alan, we, we inadvertently met a few, like a month ago and I didn't recognise it because I was a bag of nerves that night yeah. uh, when he came in. So apologies for that. No, it's oh that's it. It's fine. Very understandable. Like we were saying beforehand, your first time doing stand up is yeah. You're not expected to remember it. I was I a lot more nervous yeah. my first time doing sex. <laughs> no, I was a lot more nervous at the stand-up <laughs> to doing sex, but I was kind of like, oh, I'll figure it out. Like, but uh, stand-up, like, yeah. yeah. Um, like people have been doing sex for maybe years. They've only been stand-up for about eighty years. Yeah. So there's not less like experience to draw on. But how long have they been doing stand-up sex? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the Roman, the Egyptians definitely did. If you look at the walls on the in Egypt, like I've never been. I'm actually wearing an Egyptian T-shirt tonight, but I've never been. And um, so, Alan. We had a very interesting conversation before we started recording about beer because you said yourself that you're not a, a crafty, shall we call him? No, not yet. Anyway, um, I yeah, I don't have a palate for it. I don't, I don't have yeah. the words. We were saying like kind of you need to have the words to know what you're doing with it. So I'm gonna need you to explain my beer to me. I think. So you're basically yeah. all six months ago because like uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, this this podcast I'm saying to you has been a journey for us in terms of learning about the craft beer industry. Like we we always in. Before we started the podcast, we would love to go to a good pub and drink good beer, and often, very often it would be craft beer, and it would be a, an experience from a tasting point of view from us. But we, again, like that, we wouldn't have the vocabulary. And through meeting different people through doing this podcast, all of a sudden now, why we're absolutely no experts, like we're absolute bluffers, oh, absolute bluffers. Yeah. It's been a brilliant learning curve. So Alan is drinking Keller, Keller beer by Yellow Belly Beer. It's their, it's their flagship lager. So compared to the lagers you typically drank, uh, how does it rank and what do you make of it? It's Bear in mind, like we don't have shares in Yellow Belly beer. No, I, don't, I, I genuinely really like it a lot. It's um, there's a, like, I don't have the words for this, but there's like just a bit more going on with it than there is with yeah. like something you'd buy. Like I worked in uh, Arcade Store's office back in yeah. like 2000, 2007, and like craft beer was just starting then. Like we used to have Erdinger, that was kind of it. Yeah. That, was, that was as far as fancy went. So, um, this beer is called Keller. Keller beer. Keller, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a, it's a really nice lager. It's, yeah. Um, it's probably more flavoursome. Like, yeah. Is it? like, it's, actual, yeah. It's you know, crisp as, as you say. Like, it probably yeah. it's a bit it's more less about the like, bubbles. Yeah. 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 Than regular lager. Um, you kind of it's. I think it would be a good gateway into trying more interesting flavors. Yeah. Because at the, like at the moment for me like pales and stuff, I just they just overwhelm. Yeah. Like, overwhelm me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were saying your beer so, like tastes sour. Yeah, yeah. And it, I would love to be able to like get to a point where I understand why that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's, that's my mission, with, to be yeah. on the Stunkhouse. Well, actually, maybe this has just gone off. <laughs> and from this point forward, he became a functioning, tasting alcohol, beer alcoholic. Um, it's funny because gave, you use the word gateway there, and we've actually used that word so many times in the last six months. So Keller Beer by Yellowbelly is a brilliant gateway lager, and yeah. the, the Citra Pale Ale or Flagship Pale Ale is actually very much a gateway pale ale. One beer of the year, actually, for Bure. Bure awarded Yellowbelly Citra Beer of the Year for 2018, which they picked up the award last week at the um, Franciscan Well uh, Easter Festival. So congratulations to Yellowbelly on Perfect. Beer of the Year. Um, but that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's, it's a gateway. It's a medium between what the macro lagers are. It's a medium between the Heineken's and the, the Budweiser's and stuff to what a pale ale is on your palate. And yeah. uh, you, do, you actually... For someone who said you haven't the words, you've actually done a really good description think, of it. So. It's a lager you can like sit with and yeah. enjoy. You're not just drinking it, drink it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a lot of a lot of the kind of craft beer scene as well. Like but that's what it is. Yeah, the, 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 the drinking isn't the vehicle. It's actually part of the journey. A lot, a more, a deeper part of the journey. So like, part of it is is like enjoying the drink itself. Mm. And it, and like I I often find like I, I find the Budweiser draft would be enough for me. I'd actually I I despise the stuff. Um, so if I'm having if I'm in a bar and Budweiser and draft is the only lager there, like I just find myself like I'm only drinking this to get pissed, and that's the only reason for it. Whereas you sit with a, a good nice beer, like there are various reasons for drinking, and, and it's very important. Uh, what I'm what I'm drinking tonight is something that is very much in that tasting and learning experience for me. I'm on a double hop saison. Now, people who listen to the Snowcast regularly would have heard a little segment I did with Kevin Owen while you were away. Uh, shout out to Paul Lambert, who was over that night. Except for Kevin sat down for five minutes, the manager here at Grady's Yard, and we had a little chat about the Where's Wallonia, the new saison that Yellowbelly had bought out. So Great I, artwork as well on that. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, it's, like it's, it's, it's Where's, where's Wally play. Yeah. So Yellowbelly, the character in all the Yellowbelly beers labelling, he's in the middle of a load of Wallies. Like it's copyright infringement at its <laughs> finest. Like. Um, so I'm on a double hop saison by Old Brother Brewing. I've actually been on a few Old Brothers lately on the podcast. They're a recording team, um, and actually it's a six point one percent double hop saison. It's it's really really nice. I couldn't put my finger on what I was tasting when I had the first couple of tastes, but you know what it is? It's clove. So it's actually funny enough, like we're here in, in the end of April and it's a it's almost I'm a like a little slugging there. Thank you. Oh. Uh it, there, there's a clove and then a fruitiness, so it's actually not too bad. Six point one percent on a school night isn't uh, something you want to have five or six of. But it's a it's a lovely tasting experience and it's re- it's really really well, nice. Oh I can definitely get the clove. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so Oh, Brother Bruin again doing a really nice drink, but it's one of those. It's it, it's like uh, again we talked about it off mic. We actually had some really interesting conversations off mic. Uh, we probably could have got three podcasts out of what we talked about <laughs> so far. Uh, but it's one of those where you're uh, you're sitting down with the beer and experiencing the beer, and it's part of the overall conversation. Um, it's it was really really nice. Again, it's at this stage I wouldn't I still wouldn't consider myself a seasoned craft drinker at this stage. But definitely more fine palace than mine would pick up an awful lot more. But I definitely get cloves. Uh, it's almost Christmassy in a, in, a, in a mad sense, which I know how that works. Make, is it like no? The, the clove. Holly. The, I'm not no, sure why the clove has mistletoe. Christmas. Is there a mis- crushed mistletoe in it? 
<laughs> I look up at the ceiling from the living room there and all steady whistle doors. So there'll be no shifting tonight anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, really enjoying. Uh, so it's it's uh, time waits for no one. Double hop says on by Oberta Brown. 6.1% is really, really good. And uh, now guys, we're going to move on to the first topic of the night, which is a really random question that Owen conjured up in his, what he calls genius mind. Here we go. Now Alan, we're here in Grady's Yard tonight and I'm not going to lie to you, uh, yesterday Owen got very, very excited about the first topic, okay. this first question he wants to ask us and when I say he was leaping out the seat when he thought of it, like, huh? <laughs> you were fair excited. What? Is, is about this, this question yet? Is this, um, right, so... This, yeah, this, yeah. DJ Alan, right. What would you rather be? Would you rather be a dog or a ghost? <laughs> okay, right. So, so I, I want kind of pros and cons, you know. Like you know, yeah. it's, it's, it, well, like, it's quite a. This is actually. Like running. you think it's quite simple initially when you think about it. But like you know, it's. Alan, it's like on team with a recent juvenilia episode. The Friends episode. Yeah. You need to do your pros and cons. Oh yeah. But instead yeah. of pros and cons of Rachel and Julie, Julie. it's pros and cons of dogs, ghosts. Okay, so we need to nail down some specifics here. Yeah. What kind of ghosts are we talking? Poltergeist, chain guy. What kind of things can you do? I, th- I think I. You asked the question, but I think the type of ghosts is up to yourself. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's a D and D game um, where a ghost is the type of person you can be, and when you're a ghost, now you can do. Can basically everything a human can do, but only two of those at a time. So you can like be seen and like touch things, Ooh. but then when you're at, you can't like um, move through things and stuff like that. So you can only do two things at a time, which seems like a and good. And is that like is that infinite infinite amount of time? So like you know what like oh yeah, like you basically choose what stage you're at that time. It's not like you know genie in the lamp, like tree wish, like you know tree goes, like you know. No, like, so you like, have three goes to touch something. Three touches or something. Three touches. Like. Three touches. <laughs> no, yeah. you're like, right now I can be heard and I can touch things, but I can't be seen. Oh. Okay. And, and now I can be seen and I can touch things, but nobody can hear me at all. Okay, they're the so parameters. To, they're the parameters. So that's yeah, a like, good ghost. That's a good ghost. It's a good yeah. ghost, right? Yeah. So, I do like that ghost. Okay, yeah. Um, because you can do hijinks. Yeah. It's a hijinks yeah. ghost. Um, so is this kind of like, maybe like a Casper Friendly Ghost kind of esque, is it? Yeah, it is. It's see, Casper could kind of like pop in and out, wouldn't he? Like, no, but Casper could talk, touch things, and move through a wall simultaneously. Uh, but whenever he wanted, he kind of disappears. He's probably quite like a high level ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. He had that shit nailed down. Parents. Yeah, he was probably high level. Yeah, definitely. You don't know when he died. He could have been a ghost for centuries. But the, like people were actually looked like that. Like yeah. Bald headed weird. It, in the um, man Norwich people in the medieval era. Yeah. Uh, in the in in the movie where it's not a cartoon. The yeah. 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 That one. So that on my birthday. But doesn't he? Doesn't he? Doesn't he turn into like? Um, at the end, he turns into a boy of like the Salem witch trials era. Is, is it? I I, I, that's, what I, that's what I took from it. I know he turns into Devon Sawa from the Final Destination films. That's some top knowledge. That's some top knowledge. He kind of has like one of those kind of like frilly collar. Yeah. Style yeah. On. He's dressed up like what some Catholic children are dressed up at the baptism. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's in one of them frilly regouts. Like. <laughs> yeah. He could have died in a Renaissance fair. 
which it was could sunk. have. Because oh, yeah. nobody ever would assume you were a 16th century yeah. ghost. Like, <laughs> here's what a television is. You're like, I know. I know. I know. I know. Which I, is just unfortunate. <laughs> I just have favourite shows. I was, I was 15. This is like, how terrible sequels are thought of. A million ways to die to Renaissance Fair. <laughs> One, turkey leg, choke on. Two, beat set with a turkey leg. Three, trip on a turkey leg. Uh, four, turkey leg, air turkey leg. Whatever. Accidentally be roasted on a spit. There you go. Five, joust. <laughs> Six, beaten up by someone who wasn't at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> yeah. On your own, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get to a million ads. No. So, Actually, right. I was on um, a Disney cruise last year, and you know you have table mates for dinner at those cruises, and two people at our table were getting married at a Renaissance Fair. That was their plan. They were going to make dress up and get a marriage there. Ah, listen. Each, where each they, to their own. They were from Washington. Uh, I was just about to say, yeah. they're definitely American. Yeah, it was all American. Last time. One of the other guys was a professional fireworks display oh. arranger, which is the best job ever. A ranger? Yeah. Oh, I was like I was asking like how do you like get into like you have like an amateur fireworks display person? He's no, like, no, no. no, you just blow things up and then someone goes, Do you want to blow things up for a job? Wow. And they go, Yeah, sure. So basically his job is to blow stuff up in the air in a certain pattern that he just decides anyway. Yeah, he he said it's actually like a really a creative job. Because you have to like arrange a pattern and timing and stuff and set it to music and time stuff out with different fireworks and different things. Like if you ever gone out to spree, like there is yeah. definitely like planning and But the chaos of fireworks I feel like you could blag for a while. Yeah, I mean it's there's definitely it's like jazz. <laughs> you, you need to know your stuff to know whether it's good or bad. <laughs> or, like, or craft beer. <laughs> yeah. Tree blaggers. Um, right, so, so we have the parameters for the ghost. Okay. So they're definitely pros. The cons for a ghost. I presume they have the inability to get the right or the proper shift. Yeah, if you're one of like the wispy tail ghost, then you yeah. you fade away down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're. Yeah, there's not much going on down below. No. Down there, is there? Yeah. No. And the shift, like, does, I don't remember Casper having a tongue. A uh, tongue? I did get a tongue. It was like weird, pink, and terrifying. Yeah, uh, no, I think yeah, I think you could be right, yeah. yeah. And what about like um what about like the Ghostbusters ghosts, right? Like like Slimer. Slim, yeah, that was that was Slimer's like yeah. before he, that. Now he had a tongue. That man <laughs> had a tongue. That was a man with a tongue. He knew his way around a turkey leg. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Actually yeah, that's a good point, right? Like what did those boys like turn into like ghost wise? Like what was their life before that? Like what was Slimer? Like before being a ghost, there must be some kind of like karmic retribution kind of thing when you're assigned yeah, a ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. He def he definitely like spent he a lot of time eating turkey legs or rain awesome spares. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. maybe he's jumping a hole. Maybe maybe like that maybe, is true. Yeah, maybe he's that. Maybe. Have you ever seen the episode of the cartoon where they explain how Slimer became their friend? No, it's brilliant. It's set it's set literally five minutes after the first film, and they walk into the building still covered in marshmallow. And it explains every difference between the film and the cartoon, like where they got their new uniforms from. And Slimer is basically, they couldn't catch him again, and he just kind of liked them, so he just started following them around, trying to help them, and they hated him. They bullied the shit out of him, until eventually they accepted him as their friend. And that's how Slimer became the Is that so basically like Charlie out of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the Slimer yeah. of that TV show. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, Slimer became the Ghostbusters janitor. Ah, brilliant. Right, so they're the ghost parameters. What are the dog parameters? Okay, 
So I'm straight away pro. You can lick your balls. Yeah. As I saw my friend's dog do that like vigorously the other yeah, day. Yeah, but there's a possibility of castration as a con. Oh, fuck. Then you can I'd say more than a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, 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 almost certainly. Almost certainty. Yeah. Unless you were a pure breed, thoroughbred lad. Yeah, but then that's a con as well, is it? Like you're just kind of locked away to be. And like pure. Well, like that's a pro because you're just constantly right. It depends what your aim for being a dog is, though. You're locked away too, right? Like. I think I, I, if I was thinking about the pros of being a dog. Riding other dogs and not being a bros, it would be a bit more about like the rubs and the sleep, maybe. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's, a, con- it's not, a it's a context thing, though. I'm not really that into riding dogs. It's not a driving factor for me. Yeah. In this decision, so. uh, fair enough. Yeah, no, no you make a great point. point. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about this in any depth at all. Um, another thing, another pro for con, a pro for dogs is <laughs> homeward bound. Oh, you could be one of them dogs. Fucking quality. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Homer Bound. I'm thinking. You haven't seen Homer Bound before times. That's dinosaurs. No. So, so, so it's basically yeah. the Homer Bound is the land before time with dogs. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically them getting lost and trying to find their way through to home through a lot of perils. Again. So it's like the land before time XIV element of E. Okay. Yeah. The new band, the new class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, college years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. But I think that's a good thing about being a dog, getting lost in one of them. Being separated from the people I love. But what about the adventure, the adventure. and the smell? Like, the you have the sense of smell, like you can smell for like 40 miles, so you probably find your... That is good. I would like to smell like a dog. Yeah. I remember there was a PlayStation 2 game where you were a dog, and you can switch to smell, smell mode, and see all the smells everywhere. Wow. It was a very good game. You like to make friends with other dogs, and... I feel like... Uh, fields. Okay. I feel like I missed out. Definitely feel like I missed out because I think like <laughs> yeah. I often like we've we've had dogs, always had dogs growing up, and I often thought like you know, it's mad how they can like their their senses are so amazing. Actually, it was on today, FM today. Apparently now with HD TVs, dogs because they're dichromatic in their vision, whereas we're trichromatic, they can now they could never see TVs until HD TVs come in. Yeah. So oh. apparently now like dogs. Like apparently it's a whole YouTube phenomenon of dogs watching television. Yeah. 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 My dogs um, hate other animals on TV. Koi. They can spot animals on TV and know and bark and bark and bark and bark. That's mental. Yeah. And strictly come dancing as well for some reason. Well, well I, 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 use to be fair, like I, I probably bark at that <laughs> myself. <to be> yeah. <laughs> That's mad because like you would have assumed like dogs back in the day with you know, the tubular TVs and stuff would have just been able to see the shit. Because would be like know. weird noises yeah. that we couldn't hear. Like actually, um, I used to have a dog that used to um, bark like to the Angelus bells. So like six o'clock every day, it'd be like. That was probably inflicting an awful lot of mental health issues on that poor dog. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catholic yeah. Church strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn off my Xbox yesterday because I was playing. I'm, I'm like, I'm back on an Xbox 360 because I'm like, not out. But I was playing. I got like Dante's Inferno for free, and I had to turn off. So I'm pretty sure my dog was scared of it. There was like a miniature thing you could ride, and he started barking at that. Then once that was gone, he was still like, the, like the music was making him nervous. I was like, oh, okay, I've never played. I didn't care, it wasn't a very good game. But anyway, but like, I'm pretty sure he was like, scared of the game. Just just like Dante's Peak wasn't a very good film, but you still end up watching it till the end anyway. Yeah. Brilliant. Sure. Yeah. Right, so, 
Let's get to the crux of the fucking issue. Oh, yeah, so some pros about being a dog. So you can get lost and find your family again. Yeah. That's your, that's your contribution. 100%. Um, so my, my contribution is smelling. Oh, what I, what I always liked about my dogs, they're quite small dogs. And if they're ever like up on a bed, you're like, imagine like the scale of the bed relative to you. Oh. Imagine having like a bed and a pillow that size. That point is lost. Your whole them. body is just like oh. lost. And also sometimes I have a miniature accident. Somebody just like drapes his, his whole body just across, and he can drape his whole body across one leg pretty much. Because he's so small. And you just give all your weight over to a giant. As, so that's as, the thing about being a dog. As someone who's six foot four and fifteen and a half stone, like I've never been in a bed that like so. I, I basically we have a king size bed at the moment, and it feels like a regular person's single bed to me. Yeah. So like I just so long that like my legs still stick out with the end. So that just that's that's hit home for me now. Have you ever been a small spoon? All oh, I'm always a small spoon. Man. Are you? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm 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 you're emotionally needy, you're yeah I'm, I'm emotionally unstable <laughs> like I'm so emotionally unstable like that's why Nia was really good for me because she's like the calm and influence like yeah also she's six foot eight <laughs> is she <laughs> she's definitely a Viking anyway <laughs> she definitely is because she's a Norman anyway and they were Vikings because she's a Fitz so she's definitely a Viking from myself a good Viking woman um so right. Alan, you won me over with the bed argument, the scale issue. I'm voting dog over ghost. Uh, Owen? Um, I think I will go with... Dog as well. It's such yeah. a fucking simple life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's such a... Like, I know, I know it's short. Like, Khan obviously is like fucking... 10 years or whatever, like, yeah. life, right, like, life. So, like, 10 good years against, them, against infinite, miserable years. Because the thing with your ghost as well, all the people you knew when you were alive, they eventually die, and there's no guarantee the ghosthood for them, like, is there? Well, I don't know. you make sure they have some unfinished business. Oh, oh this guy. Yeah, this, this guy knows his ghost. Basically, you're heisting their afterlife. Ah. Yeah, yeah. The David Holmes music kicks in, George Clooney is there, Brad Pitt's eating chicken, right? Man, you, yeah. you've taught like for someone who never got asked this question before. I guarantee. I think about like, a lot about ghosts and what I want to do after I die, and I kind of want to be able to stick around in some form and see what happens. Because like, it's yeah. like a soap opera you're following, like, like that's that's so, really good. And also, I'm pretty sure ghosts aren't going to fight my gravity, so you can go like explore the universe. Probably Ooh. it'll take you a while because you're like basically paddling. But you do yeah, have a while though. You have a lot. It depends you have on the parameters, though. Like, are you bound? Like, are you bound also, to like a five k distance? Like, can you like, can you can you paddle quicker than the universe is expanding? Definitely not. I'm gonna say right now. Okay, so okay, so there's a Terry Pratchett book called Weird Sisters, where there's a ghost in it, and he's stuck in a castle where he dies. But he realizes like, if you just take a brick out of a castle and put it in someone's pocket, you can just go with the brick. So you just put, he gets a witch to put the brick in his pocket, and he can just travel around with the witch. So if you just put a brick. On like the Curiosity rover, you can go live on Mars, and then wait for some. But then wait for them to come, like, and then they build and they expand again. You head on to the next place. You're you're thinking on a different level, toss all together. It's this alcohol on Thursday. It's really it's, opening me up. Listen, we do it every week. Yeah, <laughs> you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome trying to send me something. Just give me a text. Um, right. So, are you voting ghost? I'm gonna go ghost. Yeah. No issue with that. I'm, I'm I can see why. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you did sway me over to dog from ghost, but I can see like 
devil's advocate, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that point of view. Yeah. And uh, guys, that's that topic issue. We have another topic for you tonight, but first, a word from our sponsors. And we're back in the room. And we're here tonight, and obviously Alan is our special guest. He's a co-host of the Juvenilia podcast. And Alan, just a brief description for the listeners who aren't aware of what Juvenilia is. So Juvenilia is a podcast where um, a special guest comes in and they pick a topic. Uh, and the topic is always something they were obsessed with when they were a child. It's like a film or a TV show, a book, album, whatever it is. And they talk to us, me and Sarah Griffin or Alan Tannen. Somewhere between 40 minutes and an hour and 20 minutes sometimes. And we've been for three years now, and it's we enjoy doing it. Oh, it's a great listen. We've done a few live shows and stuff, and people turned up, so it's that, that's so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, Friends the TV show and Art Attack are the two I've listened in the last two days. Last most recent episodes, yeah. 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 Brilliant. So, what I wanted to say basically was like, um, we're all relatively similar in age. There's like five, six years between all of us encompasses a whole lot so we had fairly similar eras of upbringing and obviously like Friends The Simpsons like there's so many things in our childhood that's iconic that has lived with us and, and a lot of them have lasted the test of time and are quite popular today but for the modern era uh, so people who are children now what do you think will be so if you were to do a Juvenilia podcast in 2035 what do you think your, your special guest their topic will be Okay, so just because it came out literally like last week, I think the Beyonce Homecoming film on Netflix, yeah. I think that's going to be watched over and over again for a very long time. I think that's going to be a, a major, I think it's going to be a lot of people citing that as influences for yeah. a long time because it's just an unbelievable piece of like, like I've been to a lot of gigs, I've never seen a gig like that. No. Have you watched it yet? No, not yet. I've seen, I've seen snippets and I've seen yeah. bits and my fiance isn't a big Beyonce lover, so if I'm going to watch it, I remember like a 29 year old male watching Beyonce Homecoming on my own but I've no, no problem with that I was a 34 year old male watching it on my yeah, own yeah. I watched it the first time with my wife and my wife watches everything but also also playing Candy Crush she did not play Candy Crush during they're this. fucking obsessed with Candy Crush I tell you what right if you were to do a juvenilia with 50 year old women in 20 years time it would be Candy Crush based on their adult life guarantee it that's true yeah. fucking is she on the Soda Saga Oh yeah, she's more. Oh yeah, yeah, like eleven and fucking the twelve thousand. The emoji bits as well. Yeah, yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. Um, uh, see, the Beyonce video or film, I think. That's really good, yeah. Um, I was, I'm blown away by it. Like, it's, I was talking to somebody the other day, and just because if you haven't seen it, it's like they have, um, it's like a tribute to the traditionally Black American colleges, and like they're cheerleading and like drum lines and brass bands and stuff. So they have like a pyramid-based of bleachers and it's like like layers of like trombone players and string players and drummers and dancers and like everybody is mic'd up and everybody's stomps are mic'd and everybody's cheers are mic'd but also the sound is perfect and it's just like a technical accomplishment oh, it's, just, it's just unbelievable and then all the music every single song is rearranged for this particular configuration of this big brass version of all the songs. Wow. And there's like 15, like, not 15, that was a lie. This is a third beer. That's a third beer lie. There's like six, <laughs> there's like six costume changes, not 15. And it's just, 
everything is just she's like training for like eight months for it. I'm just I'm basically just talking about Beyonce now, so not the podcast. Um, because she is amazing. Um, she is to be fair. Is it, you and know, that was that a Coachella, was it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Apparently, yeah. like imagine not doing that for a Coachella. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. corporate influence. I just want to point out the irony that Jay Z's just come on. Yeah, yes. When we're talking like that, that's <laughs> that's beautiful. Sim. It's very good that Jay Z is once again a background. To be honest. Yeah. With. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just kind of blown away by it. Um, I think attending like like TV shows and films and stuff. Like probably the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Would be big. yeah. I mean, basically, um, what we 11, 12 years into Marvel, yeah. making films yeah. now at this stage. And two, two, the 2008 was wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's 11 years, I Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I mean, there's a catalogue of 11 years worth of in- integrated films there that I don't think it's ever been done before. Oh, no. Definitely not. Like, I'm it's like outrageously it's, good. And they're most, like, mostly all good. I've seen, I think, all but, like, two of them at this stage. Yeah. yeah. And they're all good. They're, 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 they're the ones I just throw on. But they're all watchable. They're watchable. My background they're all watchable. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and I must say, Black Panther and Captain Marvel, it's, it's, it's funny, and this is something that you discussed when, in relation to Friends about, um, I suppose, the, the cultural monopoly that white, peop, white people had on television in, throughout the 90s, with, with like the Fresh Prince being the exception, maybe. Yeah. Um, for me, and I'm, I'm not saying this to pander, because people know me, like, people that know me know I'm, I've no zero tolerance bullshit for anything. But genuinely, having seen Captain Marvel in the cinema a couple of weeks ago with my sister and, and fiance, and having seen Black Panther in the cinema with my brother, like they, I genuinely believe that they are two of the better Marvel films, and I love all the Marvel films. And you've got one there that centres around Africa and African heritage and culture, and one there that centres around, you know, a female lead. I just think it's it's wonderful that like you take friends as you said like and, and friends was before its time in terms of like lesbian marriage as you said and, and half the cast were female and they were equally paid and stuff like that so they but the fact that Marvel now have films where you've got a strong female lead and it's a fantastic film built around it and you see like did you see that video of um, like a, a canteen full of like 10 to 12 year old black kids and told them to go, you go see Black Panther yeah. and they're losing their minds and dancing and it's like I'm delighted that that's oh, something listen. that can happen for yeah. people now because it didn't but for no, the first like nine Marvel films it didn't happen and, and also and another eight years before that there you avoid people want like I, I fucking doesn't, like there's something absolutely brilliant about just doing the W sign and saying Wakanda forever like yeah. I mean and, and as a like, I, I have no concept of what racism is because I'm a, a white European. And I just think, like, empowering uh, black people, empowering women the way they do, they have done in the last couple of years. And it's very important to draw that line that, like, it is in the last couple of years. It's not yeah. over the entire 11 no, years. No, it's not, no. Um, it's fantastic. And they are finally moving to a more progressive time, which is brilliant. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Marvel, Marvel films. In terms of TV shows, uh, what do we think? Because um, everything's so far bent, like I don't know what games are watching. I guess probably Adventure Time, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, I. But then, again, that's, Morty that's, or, that's things that yeah. we're watching, like as well, like. But it, yeah. The, again, yeah, I guess. I suppose that's it. Like, probably yeah. it's something we don't know about. It's probably yeah, it's Fortnite and Fortnite related things. You, you've now got a hyper accessible um, society, whereas like again, something that you guys were talking about today with Art Attack. I, I don't know when you talked about it, but today when I was listening, was that like it was after school when everyone go home after school it was on. 
Yeah. And it was one of like the seven channels. So you were going to be watching Earth Attack or Death. Yeah. Actually, and, and, and like seven channels if you had them. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I went to school in a non affluent area of Cork City and many people didn't have the two. You know, and it was it was funny how like um, that became like almost like the, the thing that nearly grouped friends when we were younger was what you had access to, whereas now everyone has access to everything. I think um, so, like TV show wise, right? I think that it's not going to be TV shows because right, if you're thinking about what we were doing and we were obsessing over it was TV shows because we had access to TV shows. But I think for this generation, it'll be fucking guys streaming. It'll be guys yeah. on YouTube. It'll be yeah. like, it'll be channels. It'll be QDIPI or whatever, Ninja, yeah, yeah. whatever. Right? It's it's going to be those guys that are going to be. This is what I spent. X amount of hours, like, you know, hundreds of hours just watching, like, this one person or, like, people fucking unboxing, yeah. a, you know, a new game or, like, or, like, loot boxes or something like that. People opening loot boxes for yeah. hours or whatever, like, you know. Oh, that's a very fair point. I, I even find that, like, I'm an absolute dinosaur when it comes to gaming. Yeah. Like, I like my gaming experience to be me in the game and not all these other people online. Exactly. Same as there, yeah, the same, yeah. Like, I've played Fortnite my brothers introduced me to it and I became a little bit obsessed with it for about two weeks and then all of a sudden I was kind of like fuck this like you know it's not, it, that's not what I was brought like I grew up on like, you know the play, Playstation second Mega Drive into Playstation Playstation 2 Playstation exactly. like, yeah. so like you know and, and just that whole like you, it's you on a console as opposed to you and some chap in Korea and some girl in Brazil and some um, other person in trying to sell you drugs somewhere like do you know what yeah. <laughs> Or like, like someone talk, traffic your mom, you, like, yeah. so they're going to ride your mom, like yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. listen, like some, some of the things I hit over here when I go to my parents' house, my brother shouting at people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it or, the great thing about Fortnite is though, like a really, really inter- interesting thing that it's not, it's not necessarily a game anymore. It's more like the green in your estate. Is everybody's just on Fortnite? They're not necessarily even playing Fortnite. They're just in there yeah. showing each other their costumes and stuff. I yeah. watch my nephew play. He's not even. And he spends honestly most of his time in the menus, yeah, just messing with stuff and just chatting over the oh, chat, like, rather than actually playing the game. Well, at like all. That, that's the thing about like say like like that like Fortnite and uh, like a few others like Apex Legends, and, like there's a good, good few games that are like say free to play. But it's a, like a new kind of concept now in gaming whereby like you're downloading the game for free, but like they're it's the, it's the in-game purchases. These that, in-game purchases yeah. that they're trying to get, and I just like like I just. Don't understand the. Oh, yeah. yeah. My nephew didn't want a, an Easter egg this year. He wanted V Bucks for Fortnite. V Bucks and buy a costume. Like. So he bought a, he bought an Easter Bunny costume for his Fortnite person instead of like, an Easter egg. So, like, if that's what he wants, I'll put it. It makes him happy. Bucks, and, uh, like, he's getting like yeah. a, a webcam for streaming. For yeah. his birthday. Talk, talk about so. ge- talk about generation differences. Like oh, yeah. you've asked me what what Easter egg did I want to say? I don't actually want one. I want this book on the fifty years uh, before the seventy ninety uh, between the seventy ninety eight rising and the famine. She was like, "Okay, you fucking freak. <laughs> Why do you want that?" Like, but it's what I wanted. Easter eggs are only like like five for five. That book was only eight euro. That's still eight Easter eggs. Ah, fair point. I probably should have went with the Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. I was getting notions. I bought her a fancy skilly chocolate one night. <laughs> I was getting notions of myself there over Jesus, Easter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some brownie points over that. Um, I, I find it fascinating. I, I, like your podcast to me, like I, I, said, I said this to you when we, first, when we met tonight that like 
it actually it was amazing that the impact it's had on me in terms of just the last couple of days nostalgia listening to him being like oh my fucking god like I really want to put in here and talk about what impact I can say and listen to your podcast because mm-hmm. I think what we were going to go for was or what I what I think I like about it is it's like sound people are sitting at a table next to you in a pub and you're on your own and you yeah. kind of want to join in but you can't but you know sometimes people are sitting next to you in a pub and they're fucking annoying as hell we're trying to be not that yeah exactly just, just the people were having a good conversation next to you but that's the, I that's because I yeah. was listening to your 90s episode today and I was like just kept them going off and said what would I say if I was there well, I, yeah, yeah. I really wish I'd been here for this episode so I could like talk about something yes. I mean, we can redo that one with you don't <laughs> worry like, we, we're doing one a week for the rest of our lives um, it's, it's, actually can I take issue with you yeah something there no Discos problem are fucking amazing Discos are a god tier frisbee. No, but I, 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 I'm, I'm not disputing that. All right. But All right. I genuinely think the frisp is ahead of the disco. That's just. This is the thing. To me, a frisp is. Its competitor is hunky dories. Frisp and hunky dories were always the two because they're yeah. reached. I, I. You see, like, yeah, yeah. See, it depends what your category. You see the disco thing. Though, you yeah. can categorize them in different ways. And, and every, if, if every you're going. Is already. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. just, like, no, I'm, listen. No, it's always good to yeah. get a frisp. Don't we redo this another time? <laughs> We'll, we'll be in Downs in a month and we'll talk about frisks Good. and discos. Good. Uh, we'll just have a complete episode dedicated to crisps frisk, yeah. because the crisp is my weakness. Like. Yeah. Um, but when you're, when, when you're talking about this, this, this generation shift, so like I listen to your podcast and I really want to put in, I'd love to know if my 20 year old brother listened to Juvenalia now about friends, would he love to put in? I don't know, like it's a completely different thing. What, would, yeah. he, would, would he have that context or would he have like. He's seen an awful lot of friends because. He's grown up in a house where me and Ian have had him on, and my dad mm. has had it on in the back. Because, like, like we said before we start recording, Friends is the background team to a whole, like, to two generations. Yeah. You know, it's just that constant team that's always there. It's I been know. on. It's been on Comedy Central since it stopped coming out. Yeah. yeah, Nonst- yeah. Uh, like nonstop. Do you think there's a? Do you think there's like a cutoff age of like when like you know certain things are just like not relevant for? Like say, but you saw you saw it happen last year. All of a sudden, there was a whole like group of people that all of a sudden said Friends is not socially acceptable anymore, which yeah. was a very interesting online discussion. I can see where they're coming from, but the point that was made on on Alan's podcast that I listened to, which I was basically driving down the fucking motorway last night from the, the comedy gig, like roaring as the lads were discussing it, was social context. Right, that level of homophobia, that level of, I suppose, almost, you can't call it apartheid, because it's not apartheid, but that level of television apartheid was, what was the social norm then? Right, you couldn't bring friends out now in its current format, it wouldn't be nearly as successful. It would have to be multicultural, it would have to be integrated, it would have to address different religions, different beliefs, different backgrounds and stuff. It's, It's just the way it is. But it's an absolute reflection of what people were like back then. Yeah, I mean, I think something we talk about a lot is that, like, we're kind of, we're all, like, seven or eight years into, well, like, like, straight, white, cis people are, like, seven or eight years into considering other people's point of view, pretty much. Yeah. That is still kind of a new thing to us. So we have a show that's made by all white people in the 90s, and they're not going to care to make fat jokes. They're not going to care to, they don't... They respect gay people, but they also, um, they're not ashamed to make a gay joke, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of, it's interesting. 
because I don't you, you can't like cancel friends because it's too it's too big. No. And it's still loads of it is so funny. But you just, you just have to be like I guess mindful. Yeah. You just have to, as long as you're like but don't like, sing it. Yeah. I think you're all right. You know, you, can, you don't want to like completely cut it out of your life. Twenty-nine-year-old me finds things funny of friends now that I didn't find funny when I was fifteen, and finds things offensive now that I didn't find offensive at fifteen because I'm a different person now as well. Yeah. And that all has to be taken into consideration as well. So I think what'll be funny is you'll do a juvenile. You might do a juvenile in fifteen years time. But maybe one of my brother, maybe my youngest brother Mark, or yeah. maybe my my sister Eva is younger again. And you might sit down with one of them and say, right, what's your topic? And like, Alan, I have a brother Alan who's 22 in June. I guarantee Alan's juvenile would be ninja. Yeah. He, he actually like is Obviously. really into it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, whereas, you know, listening to your podcast and thinking, what would I pick for a topic? Your 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 mind just boggles because there's so many things. It's a really hard thing to pinpoint. Pinpoint one. So like what? What has had the most more significant impact on your yeah, childhood? Why are you so obsessed? With I think especially when we were growing up, because you didn't have access to everything all at yeah. once. Mm. Yeah, you all you, all the things you had access to meant a lot to you. Exactly. So you placed like, a lot more I've importance. Like five yeah. things that I would pick. Yeah, yeah. But there are five yeah. things I would have a genuine and a lot of trouble picking between. I and, think so. And there's not like, even close to the five of them. So. Yeah, like the yeah, Alan yeah, McGuire yeah. series. Like. I think, yeah. yeah, I think it is like. Like, you only have kind of eras or like stages of your childhood where you are like obsessed yeah. where like say like I would have been like obsessed with Pokemon for a while obsessed with wrestling for a while yeah, yeah. do you know like there was you know there was definitely like things like that where like obviously yeah. P, like the PS2 like I'm obsessed like still still obsessed with Playstation but like there, like I don't know like was there was there a game at the time that I was obsessed with like definitely like Pro Evo I was obsessed for, with for a while I'll put it this picture uh, right wrestling games I was obsessed yeah. with for a while well, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My It'd be very hard to pinpoint for a, a podcast. Like, yeah. What, yeah. like, what from my childhood? What, it, what was I? I, ca- with, I kind of thought like it would be a transition. If you're talking about early childhood, transition from Rugrats to Pokemon is a big thing for for me. Just yeah, what yeah. I went through, like, because Rugrats, like you were talking as well about Art Attack being on ITV. Yeah. We actually had it, but we still watched it then because that's what was put on for us. And it was like Rugrats was on. So like Rugrats, and then it was like Rugrats, and then your homework. Yeah. And you were saying it was funny because like a lot of your like you, you and your co-host have never met someone who's seen a particular show. Yeah. And I reckon everyone else was doing their homework at that time mm. of oh, your yeah. generation. Like, so for me it was like Rugrats and the Pokemon, and then like you say the PlayStation films and stuff like that. But it's really funny. And then I think like if my dad was on Juvenalia, my dad is fifty-four next week. My dad in Juvenalia, he's topic would be motorbikes do you know what I mean yeah. it would have zero to do with technology it would be pure mechanics because he grew up in a tiny village where his dad was the sergeant of the village in the guard station village and they had a television but they only watched it they basically only used it to watch the Sunday game yeah. do you know what I mean it's just it's so funny that way that it's completely gone from someone would in two generations it's gone not even two like because it's my dad's children mm. like Mark would be Alan Mark, Mark might be ninja, whereas Dad was more of a. Yeah. Do you know what is cross generation? Just cross generational sports, sports teams. Oh yeah. We only have one sport episode. No, sorry. Now this controversial. If you count wrestling as sport, we've had two. Okay. Do you count wrestling as sport? It's sports entertainment. Yeah. You like they're getting they're getting fucked up and they're they're athletes. Yeah. yeah. But also. Yeah. 
they know the outcome before they go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had a brief discussion on this yeah, yeah. Uh, last week, and I reckon the physical exertion means it is a sport. It's just like it's 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 like match fixing in a football match. It's a sport that's match fixed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess it's yes. Yeah, it's, it's it really is a matter of personal taste. For, for me, if the out, if you're nearly open going in, yeah. it's not an actual competition. It's a display. Yeah. I think but, um, I was about yeah, it's about yeah, SummerSlam it when I it doesn't yeah. like denigrate it anyway it's no still, no it doesn't no, yeah. like it's still like like I said there are athletes in, in a wrestling episode like Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart won the Ironman match is like one of the most like best hours I've spent watching something ever oh, yeah. in my life like but like do you, remember, do you remember there was a random SummerSlam where it was a triple threat between The Rock Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin and like I'll never forget like do you know the way something that happened when you're a teenager and you go to secondary school and discussion like I was maybe first or second year when this happened and I'll never forget like for a solid week the only thing we discussed was that trip trip match and it was just the only topic yeah. and it, it was it was right on the cusp of when I stopped being interested in it so like it was mad that we were that involved in it and then all of a sudden like we started shifting viewers like <laughs> um, and I'm not saying the two were linked like I have some really good friends that are still really into wrestling to this day and yeah, like yeah. do you know what they're really about it and they've shifted viewers I've seen them and really <laughs> so I'm not saying the two were linked but I really enjoy that conversation because I do think that generation gap and even like there's only nine years between me and Mark when we have such different takes on what popular culture is and what's not and it's funny like did the stand up comedy gig last night and he texted into it we have a family snapchat group like we're probably the only family in the world that has a family snapchat group and Mark straight away into it like was he the unfunniest fiend there like <laughs> thanks Mark like <laughs> so it's just that, that different like that, that difference even nine years can make such a difference like you say like most of your guests are five or six years either side of you guys pretty much yeah yeah uh, it's yeah. funny because that way you can relate to them yeah, but even with that, there's still like so many things I've watched for the first time as well. But I'd never seen ET before we did for Jimmy Alien. Go ahead. I know it's stupid. I haven't. It's my parents' fault. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> and, oh, there's some weird things I've never seen. Um, also, stuff I'd, I'd never would have expected to. There's a, we did one about um, a series of books for like young girls called the Saddle Club, which about girls who really into horses. And I downloaded three of three for the podcast, and I actually enjoyed that. Album. They're like a really relaxing turn off your brain read because it's just because it's like um like if you were talking to each other about wrestling right if i yeah. wasn't here so you could like really get de- detailed into like the mechanics or if you talk to each other about beer if someone's not there then they just know about beer this thing just assumes you know about horses oh and it's, yeah <laughs> it's really into the grooming and maintenance of horses so it's like a really relaxing read because it's read about them like brushing down their horses and also doing really well in the show jumping competition, the big show jumping competition, you know? <laughs> and I didn't expect to like it, but I did, and there's loads of stuff like that that we just... Yeah, it's... You it's don't a, expect you're going to like it, and then... The stuff it's, you, it's, it's someone else's enthusiasm yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's amazing, because I always think, like, confirmation bias is a huge thing when it comes to television and stuff. Like, like if phone comes into work and says, man, you fucking have to watch this, like, it's the greatest thing ever, I'll... You automatically enjoy the first two or three episodes. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you might be like, this is just horseshit. Like this yeah. new dog coaching thing on Netflix, and you were like, this is hilarious. Yeah. I watched the first one being like, this is the greatest show of all time. And like 10 minutes into the second one, I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to gym. Yeah, yeah. Should have waited for the third. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm home to watch it. Fuck <laughs> the enthusiasm is back. I just think, uh, look, like, I think that concept of nostalgia is, is, is hilarious. Like, like, 
and not going back to it like say something you loved so f- I, I, I'll give one example before we wrap up this topic and only one or two little <laughs> random bits to finish us off uh, before we wrap up wrap up this topic I want to think the concept of nostalgia so for me and look, it's a double-edged sword right the concept of this topic is nostalgia basically and for me is nostalgia the love that you had for the thing at the time and you're reflecting on that and sometimes there are things that will stand the test of time and sometimes there's something that you love at a certain point of time and then you look back on it and you go back to it and you're like actually I don't feel that strong now so for me that so from a, a pop culture point of view for me that is Scrubs and there's two reasons behind it I tried to re-watch Scrubs again recently and I found myself just thinking it's fucking muck now I loved it when it came out first like, I had all the box sets thought it was fucking brilliant but I re-watch, I tried to re-watch it last year and I was just like ah, fuck me like, I'm, not, I'm not into this at all part of me thinks it's my subconscious because I was watching like the first time I experienced death of a loved one property was my grandfather when I was 18 I was really lucky in that sense that I, the first grandparent I lost I was 18 but I was watching Scrubs with my aunt rang my mother and I can remember like vividly remember my mother's screams and stuff like that so, not to get too deep but like I associate the death with Scrubs just the first thing that comes to mind so when my grandmother died earlier this year actually you were me when I took that phone call the first thing I thought of was like fucking Scrubs KD you <laughs> bastard <laughs> motherfucker um, so for me like and, and I don't know has that heavy it obviously has heavily influenced my look back on Scrubs but with nostalgia, some things just aren't as good when you go back. It's like that ex thing. Like, you go back to your ex because in your head you paint it up like, we had all these good times together, but actually, 80% of it was shit. Like, yeah. Do you know? And I wonder, is, has that got an awful lot to do with it? And Art Attack for your guest today seemed to me like something that was kept pure throughout the entire. And that, that's yeah. rare. I think that's rare, and what's yeah. rare is wonderful. Um, so, I think personally for me, right? So, there was a lot to take from uh, like this thing in. I have a few friends who've done marketing, right? And there's a huge part of marketing called nostalgia marketing, right? Whereby um, you, you know, you, you try and get people excited about a product by bringing back, say, an old part of the product, like say, I don't know, like uh, the uh, was it the Tetley's teas guy or do you know those like yeah. tea guys or whatever brought them back or whatever. But what you do is you bring them back in snippets, so just give them a little little teaser because you actually got fucking fed up with them back in the day really like as, as it is with Brand everything fatigue, like. yeah you get you get you get tired with, with everything like you know even like pokemon when i went to like the sixth generation or whatever like you know you're you, like when you think of pokemon yeah. you're thinking of the, the 150 it's all in the it's all in the league like yeah exactly right so that's all that's all you're thinking of right but like you still be like, oh, Squirtle, you fucking, you, you're a fucking. You're, you're you, a man. hero, like. I love you, man. You fucking smashed the first gym, right? But like, why, why did you ever evolve? <laughs> <laughs> I, anyone else on their Game Boy, like, always like on Squirtle and Charmander, like, just refuse to evolve and like. Um, actually, I'm too old for Pokemon. I'm like two years old for Pokemon. Oh. It's hard. I know I would have loved it. And like there's like artists and stuff that I'm really into that Pokemon's a big part of their like thing. It was a uh, have you seen the the new Poker app? 
So this guy called Brian David Gilbert made a new poker app that takes in all 832. And it's it's amazing. But also like literally 650 must be made up and I wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. Clearly I know the ones from the cartoon, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I miss I this big Pokemon shape chunk. Yeah. In my And I have a big Pokemon gripe. Netflix only show like two thirds of this illegally on Netflix. I don't know why. It just stops at a certain point. But anyway, yeah, look, I suppose, yeah, my point about that is, is that, like, what, what was the question again? I was more about, like, goes. nostalgia, is it, like, is it, like, is the stuff that you're nostalgic about actually shitter than you think it is? Yeah. Some some of it is, I, I personally I think, think it is, yeah. I think, I think some of it is, but so, some of it isn't, like. Uh, I think Pokemon's as good Pokemon would be by Artifact probably yeah, yeah no but it, no but say it is for like those X-Men episodes and then like you lose interest you know as in yeah. and like the reason you lost interest is because it was getting shit do you know or like, like you know there was and also like, it can be like designed for a child's attention span yeah, yeah exactly like yeah. 11, you're 11, older or whatever yeah, yeah exactly 11 year old me laps that shit up whereas like 30 year old me might be yeah. too into it same with the, wrestling um, or whatever the X-Men cartoon on Netflix and I watched the first episode and I was like I loved this before. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. This is very slow. And but it, but like, actually, that, yeah. like that, actually, that's a good point about say growing up and stuff. Like you know, say like take wrestling for instance, right? As in like okay, like wrestling changed that PG era or whatever, and like it, it got a little less raunchy as it was back in the day. But it still has like sellout crowds. It still has probably like a, oh yeah, a bigger viewership than it did back in the day. So like it's not less popular. Like than it was, or like you know, it's not it's not shitter. Let's say like, it seems it like was. it has like a bigger pop culture imprint than it did. Exactly, before. yeah. So like, so. and like even uh, the WrestleMania that just went was there in uh, April, and um, like that had the main event of that was a female triple threat match. It's the first ever like main event that was an all female main main event. Like, so. I don't know, you were swimming, won it. Becky Lynch, boy. You know what's weird? I know people who know her. And they were like, oh. post pictures of her like giving them piggybacks when they were like 20. Wow! It was like, that's like the world wrestling champion. That's my friend Steve. That's insane. Back. Yeah. It's weird. It, it, it's, it's weird awesome. with so many. That's, really, and that's pure Irish though. We so should like. be so proud of it. Like, that there's so many great Irish wrestlers at the moment. Like, is it what? There's Seamus, Seamus that and. Like. You're my Finn, Finn Balor. Balor as well. Finn Balor, yeah. 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 Oh, like, I'm not in tune with it at all anymore. Yeah. 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 Like, the OTT guys are like. Huge respect of like all across Europe and stuff yeah. as well. Like it's it's really cool. Yeah. It's a really it's yeah. amazing. It's, it's really niche. Really really so, just for listeners who aren't involved, usually when we're preparing our episodes, the day that we're recording about an hour beforehand, I jot a few notes on a piece of paper, and uh, I have that piece of paper in front of me. And just to finish up the episode, Owen has written a question down. And I'm going to ask it to the group. And I only saw this question like mid-recording earlier. Uh, and it is, Alan, I'll ask you first because you haven't heard this question yet. What would you be willing to pay for a haircut? Okay, so what would I pay for a haircut? I'm presuming you wrote that down once you saw my hair and meant he needs a haircut. No. Uh, <laughs> this was... Uh... He, wrote, he wrote it down when he saw my hair and said he never needs a haircut again. <laughs> Okay, now, um, I'm a true blue Waterford man, so I get my hair cut in the Jolly Barber, and nowhere else. Um, classic. So, I should say whatever the Jolly Barber charges plus a tip. But I did, when I lived in Cork, I got my hair cut in the Turkish Barbers once. Which one? Uh, the one on the 
corner down at the, the bridge. I can't remember the names of any streets in Cork because I've lived there in years. Um, you know when you're coming down Barrett? <laughs> oh, weird. that yeah. end of town. Because yeah. there, there was a really good, uh, there was a really, really good barbers on. Oh, what's the name? Of, what's the name of the street with uh, Leisureplex on it? And, uh, oh, Bardock. No. No way. Oh, Leisureplex. Uh, oh, off the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Coburg Street comes on to. This is Street. McCartan Street. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord Mayor. I went to yeah. same school. I went. To, I couldn't think of his name. It was either McCartan or. Anyways, McCartan. moving swiftly on. There was, yeah. a, there was a good Turkish. The one of the first Turkish barbers was there. Yeah. And like when I was a teenager, I started getting facial hair. I was like, going here for now. Turkish shave. Like thinking we're myself on the boys thinking we're the tits. Like if we're Turkish shave, I say you're meant to go about 14 seconds. Anyway, sorry. So I lived in Galabi Street, so I was like, there was like down the oh, corner yeah. to come across the bridge there, right? No, it went. And went in, and he like groomed every part of my head. I, was, I went in basically for a trip. I, I didn't have an actual haircut until I was like 25, and so when I was 22, my hair just grew, and then I would cut it, then it would grow again. Yeah. In no shape. It was basically like a Beatles haircut. Um, but he did like, he was like doing like nose hair and eyebrows, and then he just got a very hot rock and just banged it off my earlobe. Wow. And it's like the singe yeah. earlobe hair, and I was terrified. And then he charged me like three times, but I'd never paid for a haircut before. So, which was like 25 euros because I was 22. But it wanted me to cook me dinner that day. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, would I pay 25 euros for a haircut? Up to Jackie Langston for cheese and onion pie and hoping to throw a scoop of chip on. I, I was in my family's exams in UCC, I lived in Medicis. Like that, that center for lunch, Medicis for dinner. It was dinner around the corner. That, that was just like, oh god, just everything out of your mind, like your sword. Yeah. Um, how much, okay, so how much did David Beckham pay for that head shave last night? Was it 300 pounds? What? Remember that? He paid a 300 pounds kind of head I'd, shave. I'd have done it for half that, like. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> My hair is so, like, basically I asked for like five of them back and sides and then like cut it in on top of this and like swish it over. But I've reached an age now where a younger hairdresser gives me the old person version of that haircut. So I would, I would pay double to the young person version of that haircut, okay, which is yeah. 20 euro, I think. Right. I think, yeah, probably a 20 euro for a 34 year old man who isn't a celebrity. I think that's a, that's a generous amount of money so, for a haircut. As, well, chicken glass. Last call, So as someone who, has a hairline higher than Snoop Dogg's on 420. I can <laughs> safely say I go to the Polish barbers and I just say, short back and size and take whatever you can off the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. And it, like, I don't know, it's a 12 year or something like that and there's a lot of cards. That's it. It's fit, like, to be quite honest with you, like, I fully embraced my hairline and what's happening and I'm just like, whatever's going right for the fast job. I'm very scared about my hairline because my brothers both have less are younger than me but have yeah. less hair than me and my father was received by the time he was my age but my granduncle who yeah. is Dennis McGuire who used to McGuire's shop in Bally Bricken which is probably familiar to a lot of walking people as selling out of date farms bars out of their wrapper yep. in a box yeah he has an amazing head of hair for a man in the 70s and I'm hoping that part of the McGuire yeah. will get down to me apparently it's from the mother's side my grandfather was bald all his life. Yeah. So I don't know. Plus, my great great grandfather, my father said, was a murderer. So who knows what genes? Yeah, like like you know? like also weird. environment has a lot to play. So for me, look, that's the hand I was dealt. Like you know, and and, and to be honest, I I I'd, I'd rather have a receding hairline than one of them botched 
transplant jobs. Yeah. Actually, so. I paid 15 euro for shampoo the other day. Well, so, yeah. But so like, if, 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 if you have it, do what you can to keep it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Okay, I, now, oh, you have a, a very good hair. Yeah. Haircut. You're, you're, like, you're you, can, like, you can do a lot with it. It seems very, like my hair just grows straight. I had long hair when I was a teenager. And it just grew very straight and then I got a kink like a French schoolgirl. So I just cut it all off. But you seem to have hair that can like do things. Your, your hair is very flexible. So, yeah. I don't know, this is a stupid question. <laughs> How dare you? This is a matter of utmost importance. Yeah, no, right. So just say, I don't know. I suppose, how much would I be willing to pay for a haircut? And um, I suppose back in the day, it was always like tenor, like, you know, fucking one, one note, like, you know, that's, that's all you're paying for a haircut, like. And that was kind of consistent for a good long while in Waterford, like, you know. I, th- I think that uh, economics had a lot to play with that. Like, they went to a tenor and then the recession happened, but they just kept it at tenor. Yeah. And people just went along with it. Like, no one was like, a fucking tenor for a haircut. Yeah, no, no, it was, yeah. It's crept up though. It has, it has. Like, you, like. Although you were paying 25 back in the day, like, that was madness. I did it once. Yeah. I went to Blades after that again. So, um, <laughs> I think at the moment, I'd say kind of standard for me is about 15 or so. Well, we go to the same place, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose they have a lot more to work with with you than me. Like, I, so. I don't know, maybe it's 12. Maybe you're going for a student, right? Yeah, I don't know. I definitely or, don't or, look or, like a student. Or, then. Or then. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Uh, I, I get the pity cut. <laughs> I love when they, they show you the back, like, I just don't even look anymore. Ask <laughs> yeah. ah, grand, yeah, I don't give a fuck, like. Um, but then, yeah, so, like, a few times I got my hair cut up in Dublin and uh, gone to Grafton Barbers, and there was this fella um, that I used to go to. And, like, initially I thought he was really nice, like, you know, but then I found out that he was absolutely scheming me because he was just like, oh, do you know, when I sat down in the chair, he was like, do you want a beer? I was like, yeah, of course. Of course, I want a beer. This is a stupid question. Like, like, beer, like you know. Yes. Um, and but then he was, and then he was just like, "Oh, do you want your hair washed?" I was like, "Yeah." Sure. If I get a second beer, I will. I'm washed myself. Like, I wash my hair. So like, yeah. So then like, wash my hair. Nice be really relaxing, massaging kind of thing. Then he like put in like this bit of product and be snipping away my hair and. He do all this shit with my hair, really. like be nearly getting a blowtorch and like you know, you know, scabbing the top of my head with the blow blowtorch. So are like, you one of them lads in that sped up Facebook video where they do fancy hair? Oh ones? yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, like as in, but like, like I, like I, I was also the like the typical Irish person. I was like. Ah yeah, do you know like not yeah. like I wasn't I wasn't I, I wasn't question what's happening to you like Yeah no I wasn't like I wasn't asking for yeah. these things I just wasn't denying these things happening to me like I was just like ah yeah 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 sure tip away do the usual or whatever like, Sounds like know? the plot the song for a raggy boy Yeah usually. Um So anyway yeah tip away that and paid I think I paid twenty two euro in uh, a Grafton Barbers in uh, in Lucan there once for that like for that that whole thing like yeah, I suppose like massaging the head and stuff like it's not too bad but like it's also ridiculous like, did you have like, a happy ending no I did not I did not that time <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great note to end on call a spade a spade so listen lads that's been this week's Snowcast uh, thanks a million for checking in like I said the start we're only going to mention it briefly Patreon's there if you want to go to it www.com patreon.com forward slash snowcast 
Uh, Alan, thanks, thanks so much for coming in on like less than forty-eight hours notice. Thank you so much, Happy. Oh, yeah, listen, give us the light. How do uh, Slowcast listeners find you? Uh, they can find me at Alan underscore on Twitter, and they can find Juvenalia on all the podcast spaces. Just search so, Juvenalia. Yeah. It's got a very delightful pink uh, logo, which we're very proud of. Yep. Yeah. I'll be hundred percent honest with you. If you if you don't follow Snowcast on social media, follow Snowcast on social media. And if you do that, we'll be fucking retweeting and sharing and all that shit, juvenile stuff, because I've fallen in love with this podcast last week. And I'm so fucking happy that the co-host is from Waterford. And I'm so fucking happy that the co-host is joining us tonight for a point. So, Alan, thanks a million for coming on. We'll definitely be on to you to come on again. So, sorry like for the social pestering that we're going to do no from now on. And uh, thanks a million for coming on. Owen, thanks for sitting with me and having a pint on Thursday as usual. Huh? And uh, lads, we haven't had any glass clink, so glass clink for the listeners as we leave. Slaunch it, Dave Galair. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.